Hi everyone, welcome back to Turf and Tarmac, the SECU official podcast with me, Rachel, and our host, Callum. This season on Turf and Tarmac, we've been speaking to some of Scotland's top riders from across the motorsport disciplines to find out a bit about their riding experiences and their favourite moments of their sporting career. This week's guest is British supermoto rider Chris Eastwood. Um, Chris has raced in a variety of different championships across a few disciplines, um, so he can give a really good insight into the sport. Uh, and he's a really fun guy as well, so I hope you guys enjoy it. So on the podcast today we have Chris Eastwood. How are you doing, Chris? How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, enjoying your... Are you, well, are you back racing yet from being back in lockdown? Uh, yeah, we are. We're back racing, yeah. We're doing the Scottish Championship and the British Championship at the moment, yeah, in full swing. Ideal, ideal. So you'll have a lot to talk about then. Loads to talk about, Loads. <laughs> Um, so we'll go. We'll start off right at the very beginning. Um, you know, like so. From obviously, I know that you do, you're not you didn't start in the discipline you're in just now. So tell us about right back at the very very start. Where did you start off, and and how did you do it? Uh, so basically, back in the day, uh, I started off doing mini bikes at Macintosh. Uh, I think that was back in two thousand and four, five, six, maybe seven as well. I can't remember. Um, yeah, so we've done that, I think. I can't remember if we'd done it at the same time, uh, did we? We would have been roughly the same time. We wouldn't have been, uh, I, I would have just been roughly. kind of starting as you were finishing type thing. But obviously I knew your face and knew, knew who you were. Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. Yeah, I started off doing that, basically, yeah. Kind of, I think when I was doing it, it was people like Andrew Tasker, Max Thomas, Grant Thomas, uh, all the kind of boys and all that. Um, and yeah, basically just went from there. Um, and then we never had this step forward into the kind of one to do fives and stuff like that. Um, we just kind of never had the funding. I believe my dad's uh, bike that he had on the road was going to fund it and that, that got stole basically. So that was kind of came over from the motorbikes and that's when we kind of went to the kind of cycle and stuff. But uh, since then, um, there's a bit of a gap until we went back into the road racing in uh, 2015. Um, and then that was a kind of short year. Um, and then we basically started the the Super Bowl, and we've been there since. Yeah, I mean, like the when you came back into ro- to road racing in two thousand and fifteen, like you you got back into it, you know, reasonably quickly, didn't you? I mean, you were you got back up to a, re- a reasonable speed, pretty pretty much kind of right away. The first few meetings, you were you know battling it out with yeah. the guys in the Scottish Championship. Yeah, pretty much, mate. I from being a one two five warrior and then jumping on a six hundred, it was quite a it was quite the jump to be honest. I can see why they call it the suicide class, but um. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was just kind of, you know, we thought, right, now nah, we better, we don't want to do one, two, five, blah, blah, we just got to a 600 kind of thing, but um, it, was, it was quite the jump, but um, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, I loved, loved doing it. Um, it was funny how we, we kind of bought this kind of old Suzuki and all that, used the same tyres about the first five rounds, changed the oil maybe once, uh, but <laughs> we rode it, we rode it anyway. No, that's it, and it's like um, you know, a, a lot of people look at the likes of like like me and the Scottish Championship. You know, a set of tires for you know the two Scottish Championship races, and you know, like all the best like suspension and all that kind of stuff. But you can actually go and race and be reasonably competitive in that you know in the championship. Maybe not necessarily right at the very very front, but in most of the Scottish Championships, you don't need to have a huge huge budget to go and you know spend a lot of money to be at to be out racing, which is obviously something that I try and say on this podcast because a lot of people will see like see it as like oh it's a really expensive sport but you can definitely do it on a, a pretty tight budget yeah pretty much I like I mean I was just funding it all myself at the time anyway from work so 
Um, yeah, we kind of bought a bike, a few grand, and then basically just kind of, you know, as we went along, we bit here and there. But um, I mean, the stock bikes, you can buy them. I, thought, I don't know what the kind of bikes are now, but, you know, you can, we just bought a bike that was good to go, set of wets, and that was it, basically. Stuck, stuck fuel on it. I, may, I remember asking you what tyre pressure to run. Uh, and don't think we ever touched the suspension once, basically. And, you know, we still got a few two top 10 finishes, you know, the, the back of the top 10 at least. But, um, aye, it's still a good, good kind of cheap way to, to start racing anyway. No, 100%, 100%. Um, and, you know, going, going back then a little bit to, to your kind of first few years in the sport, when it, even in mini bike racing, never mind in, in big bike racing, like, what can you tell us a bit about it? Like, what, what did you actually have to do? Like, not even what did you have to do, but did you enjoy it? Was it, um, was it a good experience? What kind of kept you going, if you know what I mean? And the mini bike racing, I need to, need to go back a few years in my head here. Uh, I, well, I basically, I remember doing my first wee kind of track day, not kill, I think. Um, I don't think it was a race meet, I think it was just a track day. Then the wee hide and drive thing, um, borrowed a suit off of Dino, I believe, because it had his name on the back yet. Um, and uh, yeah, basically just for the air, kind of. Really, really loved it. Um, and then my dad got me a bike uh, a few months later, basically, and that's when I started. I think we just done track days for like the first half of the year, and then we kind of just get slowly into the racing, basically. But um, yeah, I just remember being dead young, being at school, you know, googling like Polini Mini Motors, like, oh yeah, I do these and all that, and everyone in the class is like, oh, you racing motorbikes, all this, you know, you kind of feel like Valentino Rossi when you, you know, probably wasn't. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was yeah, it was brilliant. Um, it, was, it was really good racing and it's fun and it was a good family event and all that. And um, yeah, it was good. There's was, was so many different tracks. I don't know. How, I don't know what to do track wise then. But you had obviously the outdoor lot, uh, lot fall, which was our closest one. Then you had Knock Hill, uh, Carter Start. Uh, you had Raceland in Edinburgh. I don't think that's it anymore. Um, but yeah, it was just there was just so many to go to and it was brilliant. You just felt like you were a MotoGP rider basically, and you were just going to ring a wee 39cc two-stroke round. <laughs> oh, 100%. That's, like you say, it's like you're the highlight of your life at that point, isn't it? Like, that's the, that's the be all and end all. That's all you want to do. And to be fair, I mean, going up forward, you you've, you kind of had a, a bit away from the sport and now you're back and you'll be the exact same. Like that feeling doesn't go away, doesn't it? Not like your, your focus is always on the bikes. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Like, even just being a kind of road rider, you know, you're, you're down being your car park, riding with your mates on the 125s, doing races rain on the back roads like you stole it yeah it just never goes away so that's why i kind of had the urge just to get to get back into it basically and it's just uh, it's just been different so tell us a bit about what you do now what what discipline is it you're racing now and and you know tell us about how you started there and how you got on uh, so i doing super well now basically so when i was doing the stock um 600 basically one of my friends um they were doing the pit bike supermoto stuff and i had a pit bike at the time so they were like yeah, you should get a set of wheels. So they got me a set of wheels. Went up to Crail for the British round at Crail. Um, and then I came second overall. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually, I'm actually quite good at this. I'm enjoying it. Obviously coming from the kind of BMX mountain bike background, uh, the jumps and the off-road kind of really suited me. And then obviously doing the tarmac stuff. So it was just like brilliant to do a bit of both. And, you know, you're not going that fast as well. And you can, it was like just as much fun almost. And I think for the weekend, it was like, I think it was like 30 or 40 quid for like a full weekend of like racing in the British Championship, which is mega. Um so yeah, we're doing that and then, you know, towards the end of the year, you know, you want to go faster, want to go faster. 
then you end up getting the big bikes. We end up getting a Honda CRF 450, and then we done the novice British Championship. We were in that for 2016, um, and basically uh, won won that year um, on the old Honda. Um, and then I think 2017 moved up to the Clubman. We changed bikes, went to Husqvarna. Um, and then that's when it starts, you know, you start getting faster, you start getting more bits, you start getting the quick shifter, you upgrade the suspension, you, you know, it's basically a slippery slope. Um, and then I think we moved up again, I think we came second overall in the Falkland, sorry. Um, we were just, just shy of a win, um, a few unfortunate kind of mistakes, I think, and we, we only just lost it. Um, and then we moved up into the kind of top class into the elite in 2018. And... I think for the first, we were, we were really like, we were kind of, you know, we were, we were running at the front of the club, and you, you make the step into the bigger, into the big class, and then you're right at the back again, and you're just like, oh, this is just, it just feels so unfair. But by the end of the year, we were getting top 10 finishes, and then I think for the for the British round at Crail, um, we were on the podium, you know, like, oh my God, this is, this is going all right, this. Um, but I think, I think it was, it was either six or seven overall. We finished that year, you know, in the top class um, for doing it for the, uh, the third year, basically. It's brilliant. And since then, um, it's just been kind of continuous top 10 finishes, basically, um, trying to make that step just up into the top three, basically. It's always so, so close as well. It's never, like, never a million miles off, you know, like some tracks for doing the same lap times in the top three and whatnot. Um, and you've got to remember as well, like, you get a lot of guys, BSB, road racing guys, um, and for instance, guys from America and all that come over, uh, the World Championship guys, you know, they come over to Wigan quite a lot as well. So, you know, to, you know, be in the kind of top 10 consistently for us is, is really good, you know, just from, uh, from you know, being away down there to, to being up where we are now, it's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. No, 100%. And I mean, like, um, you know, like going from, like you're, you're essentially still climbing the ladder, do you know what I mean? Like you're nearing the top of the ladder now. And when you get to the top of the ladder, that's when the, you know, the things like you were saying, like the the upgraded suspension and the quick shifter and all that kind of stuff, that's when it all, you kind of need that, if you know what I mean, to be competitive, don't you? So it's definitely, um, it's definitely like you see a slippery slope, but, you know, to get there, it's such a, it must be such an achievement for you to get there. Like, what would you say, like from this point, in your, or from the very, very start, from mini motos all the way through, what would you say has been the kind of greatest achievement in, of, of your career so far? Uh, it's achievement probably just you know podium finish in the top class at a home track I think um, I, yeah we're pretty, we were pretty shocked by that to be honest uh, but there was I think there was one or two kind of top riders that never made it or they were dropping that round kind of thing and, and basically to be on the podium at the home track was I was one of the best best achievements I would say um, I would like to say when we went over to Meti and done the done the World Championship round in Meti riding on the road, um, that that would have been. But I actually broke my thumb in the second session, and was a bit was a bit too rushed, a bit too excited to get out. Um, yeah, but I'd definitely say probably probably Crail being on the on the podium at Crail. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you know that I'm uh, I'm actually doing a coaching thing up at Crail next week with a uh, Scottish supermoto. It's with uh, is it Anne Savage who's she's one of the main people in Scottish supermoto, isn't she? Um, so her and uh, Jim Cunningham have organised a coaching thing which I'm doing some coaching at next week um, and it was Jim was telling me that if you had a, a supermoto bike or like a mini GP or anything like that 
the membership for Quail's only like, what is it? It's just like £100 or something. I can't remember exactly how much he said, for the, but it's, that's for the whole year and you get access to the track as, as much as you want. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Aye, it's, uh, I think it's 165 quid. Um, and that basically gets you your kind of access to the gate. Um, and you can more or less go any day of the week, as long as it's not like a, you know, a, a carton event on. And um, then they're obviously booked to the weekend, just the same as if it's a Scottish or a British supermoto like Obviously, the bikes are on the book. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant to take full advantage of that. We've been up a few times, kind of testing at the start of the year, because um, we we got a new suspension again for this bike this year. Um, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's good to go up. You know, if you've got time off during the week and you can go up yourself and. Um, do a bit of testing basically um, yeah it's fantastic considering you know how much you would pay for a track day around another circuit um, it's about the same as you would pay just for, you know for an annual membership for, for Crail yeah it's fantastic yeah I think it's amazing especially for like um, like a lot of people in the road race world as well have got supermoto bikes and like you say I mean going up there is, is everything's about kind of bike time um, and the fact that you can go there all year round for only £165 on a a supermoto or a mini, one of the like mini bikes or pit bikes, whatever. I think it's just amazing that, that they can do that. Um, and it's so affordable and anybody can do it. It's, I think it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've got to look at, you know, people like yourself, Rory Skinner, um, we've seen uh, Rolo up there as well. There's been so many, so many top riders, road racing guys, motocross guys, uh, all sorts of, you know, got supermotos and, the thing is as well, like they do, uh, you know, tarmac only as well. A lot of people say supermoto, no, I can't do the jumps and stuff like that. Like in the Scottish Championship now, they actually just do a tarmac only uh, championship as well. So that's really good for like the road guys that don't want to do um, like jumps and off-road sections as well. But um, yeah, it's just it's great bike time. Basically, yeah, just to get out on the bike and uh, just feel really cheap and affordable. Yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone. 100%. And you know what? That's actually a good point that you've just made. Could you quickly explain, because even I'm a bit kind of in the dark about this, um, could you quickly explain what Supermoto is then? Because I know it's a mixture of on a tarmac and then on dirt with, with some jumps and stuff like that. So explain to the listeners who might not know what Supermoto was. And we should have probably done that at the start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So just to recap on what Supermoto is, guys, is <laughs> uh, more or less a motocross bike with uh, slick tyres, usually 16-inch front wheels and 17-inch rears. Uh, the suspension is pretty much set up like a road bike, so it's pretty stiff. Um, we have stuff like quick shifters, you know, big front brakes, slipper clutches and stuff like that. Um, and we do roughly about 70% tarmac, um, and then we do about 30% off-road. Uh, the off-road sections can vary from kind of motocross-style tabletops to doubles to berms, um, some other tracks. Uh, might only just have like a kind of, kind of gravelly section, technical section, um, and then kind of some other tracks, maybe in Europe and stuff like that, they have like kind of urban sections, so it might be like metal kind of kicker ramps that you just jump to flat, basically flat out, they're pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, that's it in a bombshell. No, it's, it, you know, it's, it's actually like uh, something that I kind of forgot about, because when, when we think about Creole as as road racers, we kind of completely forget about the off-road part. Like we don't go anywhere near it because obviously all our stuff is on the tarmac. So if we're up at Crail on supermotos or whatever, it's just on the tarmac circuit. So it's it's quite a, it's good to remember that there is obviously that part of it as well. Um, so why don't you tell us, obviously you said you're in the doing the championship this year. Could you tell us just again quickly, what would you say you're, what are you doing this year and what are your goals for the season going forward? And how many rounds have you got left actually? If you're kind of always, are you about halfway through or? 
Uh, I think we're more than halfway through now. I think, yeah, we are. I think we've just done round five of the British down at Wigan there. So um, we're on to round six next. Then there's eight eight or nine rounds this year, I think. I think it might, I think it might be the nine, actually. Um, we're on to Oliver's Mount next, actually, yeah, for the for the first time in a long time. Um, since I've been doing it anyway, I've never actually been. Um, so yeah, we're on to round six for that. Uh, Scottish-wise, we are on to round three for the Scottish promoter as well. So we're kind of, yeah, we're right in the middle of it. There's a bit of a, a, bit of a break now. I think it's the end of August um, for the British one. But I think we're back to Creole kind of mid, mid-August for, for round three. Ideal. Uh, then going forward, like obviously, tell us about how your year's been so far, and then going forward, what's the kind of end goal for the, the end of the season? Where do you want to see yourself? Um. So this year so far, um, we basically joined uh, Dave Blackface, um, and we have been basically just trying to kind of push our way into the kind of top five. Um, we had new suspension this year. Um. And kind of, well, it was a new bike last year, and it's had massive upgrades, just as Benjamin Springer, linkage, all the kind of bells and whistles. Um, but it's just been really, really difficult to get it all set up. So for, for the first, basically for all the races and all the track days up until the last weekend when we were racing at Wigan, the bike's been handling absolutely rubbish. Um, but we've finally got it set up, it's finally working, it's, it's finally being planted and stuff like that. So uh, we're just looking to basically break into that, break into that top five. Um, for the rest of the year um, and hopefully just finish you know top top six at least um, we're sitting eighth and ninth so there's two championships on a Saturday there's the national championship and then on the Sunday is the kind of ACU uh, British championship cool um, you know like that's actually it's quite a um, it's quite a difficult thing I, I've, I've been doing the same we moved from Olin's to KTEC uh, over the winter time and it's quite a big it's quite a big change to change even brands or you know change something about the bike over the year and you know a lot of people you see a lot of people in in gp like you know changing chassis and everything you know i mean if they change teams they change chassis especially in like moto 2 moto 3 and i sometimes wonder like how on earth do they do that like you know it takes so long to to get things set up and uh, you know like obviously you've you've found that as well with the change in the suspension yeah, pretty much. We um, we went from the standard WP suspension, which comes with KTM, um, to to Owens basically. So we went from um that to that, and the the, the spec that we went from is a company called MTR. They're the kind of world KTM factory team, so they do the kind of factory short and swing arm and linkage and stuff. And we've had um the brand new Owens TTX twenty twenty one shock and stuff like that, and it's got like a fancy adjustable foot. You've got to go, you've got to have it all kind of linked up uh, to the correct size, blah blah blah. And we got it all done basically, but it was just it's like such a fine, you know, such a fine bit of tuning basically, because you've got to have the right angle of headstock and um, the offset of the clamps and blah blah blah. And it's, it's just so much to it basically. I've been mean, doing a lot of it myself, really, um, and getting a little bit of help here and there. Um, but it's finally all working now, um, and we're kind of just looking forward to basically seeing. What we can do with the with the machine now? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, you know, going going forward then to not not kind of be the end of this year, maybe in like three, four, five years time. Where do you see yourself in the sport at that point? Do you do you see yourself? Do you look that far ahead, or are you got? Do you just focus on the kind of short term goals? 
Um, it's not really, it's not really thought about it really when you when you kind of ask me that there. Um, would yeah, I mean, would like to definitely be within that top five anyway. Certainly be in the top five. The thing is with supermoto is like you can be an amazing road racer, but you might not be that good at motocross, and you're going to lose a second in the off road section, and that's going to cost you, you know, like a position outside the top five basically. So. It's kind of getting to that stage now where we're doing a bit of motocross training as well at the moment this year. That's something that I've kind of added into the training um, is the motocross. And it's, it's really actually helped because I would usually lose, you know, a wee, you know, second or a bit um, in the off-road. And that's that's really helped me basically is, is that session. So, you know, being okay at motocross anyway and being, being okay in the road basically is just getting that kind of combined. So we're kind of getting to the stage now where it's like, you know, Good in the tarmac, good in the off road, and it's lots of just a case of when it's a bit on the first lap. <laughs> the, the thing is, sometimes it does come to that, doesn't it? I mean, it really is. Sometimes it comes to that, and you know, like the fact that you're doing like a, a different kind of fusion of training now, like incorporating the motocross into it, it must it, 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 it kind of again shows how much the discipline disciplines cross over. Because already you you know we've been supermoto motocross and, and road racing for yourself. I mean, they they all kind of fit into to, like it's as it, supermoto is essentially just a mixture of both, isn't it? So um, it's just a it's a really cool way of showing that even if you go into the sport in one discipline, it doesn't mean that you're stuck in that discipline. You can always chop and change about. Yeah, pretty much. That's the kind of great thing about it is is obviously you know you're doing you're doing both basically you kind of on road and off road. I, I I definitely prefer the tarmac stuff. Um, I kind of missed doing the road stuff and that, especially been up watching the last few uh, times at uh, Nokia and stuff like that, I definitely missed that. I do enjoy doing the motocross, but the motocross guys are, are fit. The, the fast guys are just, it's just a different level of uh, fitness, I think, and, and uh, riding ability. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it is really great. Um, we'd kind of like to see, we'd like to see myself back in um, to the road racing stuff, the circuit stuff. Um, might, might make it be appearance next year on a few track races for that. I don't know, don't know what class, you know, I don't want to jump into the deep end again. Um, but yeah, it'd be good. No, 100%, 100%. It'd be good to see you back because it's, it's always nice to see people going away and coming back because, you know, a lot of the time when they come back, they're just as fast as what they were when they left. You know, essentially, it sometimes takes a wee session or two, but, um, you know, you, you do tend to get up to speed very quickly. I mean, you, you showed that when you came back after all those years out. You know what I mean? You got up to speed. Uh, reasonably quickly so no that would be good to see um so going going like from all the way through your career so from the very beginning to the very very end I kind of I, I almost know what the answer is at the moment and um, just from from talking to you just now but what's the biggest kind of challenges that you've faced in your career from the very start to the to where you're at just now so I was having quite a quite a long period of time out you know from obviously being a kid up into being a kind of late teenager um, and obviously we kind of struggled with that basically. Um, other challenge wise, not too sure. I'd maybe say like the kind of distance, you know, a lot of things is obviously a lot, you know, down south, and it's, it's a really, it's a big commitment almost, committing to, you know, three four days off work and stuff like that, and weekends, and obviously having, you know, other people with you, they've got to make that massive commitment and stuff. So it's quite a, it's quite a challenge. Um, yeah, I mean, challenge next challenge basically is just going to be. Maybe getting a bit old, I think, compared to these young MotoGP stars. But um, no, I definitely don't. Uh, don't think I'll be giving up soon, anyway. So I'm um, just going to keep ch- chipping on. No, hundred percent. And you know, like the the thing is about all these challenges, like that, that's kind of the challenge that I thought you were going to say. You know, having the big gap out because 
you know, having that gap. I mean, when I when you go out with an injury and you're out for a couple of months, you're like, oh, it's the complete end of the world. Or you're like, oh, I'm going to take, I'm out for this long and I'll be rusty when I come back. But you were out for all those years and obviously made the comeback. And it was, it was I think that was a, a big hurdle to overcome. Um, but no, it was, it was really, it was really, really good to watch actually. And like I say, like you were doing it on a, a complete budget. Like, like I say, like, and at the same, we were racing that championship at the same time when you came back. And I was like a set and a half of tires every single round, and you were using the same tires like weekend on weekend. Um, so it's yeah, it was definitely a big uh, like hurdle to overcome. So that was really it was really really good to watch. Looking to now, when you're competitive, you know you're you're up there with with the best of the best. Um, what what keep what's your biggest motivation as a rider to to be there and to to go and take it to these guys? Uh, it's mainly just cashing in the paychecks. You know, it's a lot of money that we get to promote these days. Uh, <laughs> no, I think um, the biggest motivation to keep us going basically is just yeah, you just you, you kind of want a win, don't you? you? Want you want a title? You, you kind of want the top title, you know? We've done the kind of the classes before it and all that, and then you've kind of just kind of got to the top. So the kind of motivation is just to is yeah, just to come home with the, the silverware basically. Um, hopefully get hopefully get a title. Hundred percent. That's that. A lot of people have said that. You know, a lot of people have. I've tried to, or so to be fair, some of the people we've had on so far have said, you know, like, do it for fun, you do it to enjoy it. That's the kind of biggest motivation is just to improve yourself or whatever. But most of the people we've had on have said it's to the biggest motivation is to win. That's it's kind of got to be, isn't it? It's it's not it's not even it's got to be like it, of course it's not got to be, but for to ride at the very top level, it's got to be something you consider anyway. It doesn't have to be what you do it for, but it's definitely something you need to consider as taking home the the silverware. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's even. I mean, even not winning a trophy and stuff like that. It's still amazing just going along and you know having the weekend and seeing the kind of race family and all that and just everything that goes along with them. You know, the bikes and just the camping fire and everything else. But you know, it's it's always to, it's you know a great achievement to obviously get some, you know, get some kind of trophy, some kind of recognition. You know, we don't always want to be hanging out the top ten, do you? So, um, yeah, definitely. So you just kind of. To, to get a win anyway to get a win and you're kind of top class is, is an achievement no 100% I, I couldn't agree more like like obviously everybody's motivations are completely different um, mine is very much the same as yours like we do it obviously we do it we enjoy it and we enjoy doing it we we are part of the travelling circus as I've been calling it like we travel from track to track um, you know like putting on a show for the people who are watching and all that kind of stuff but um, you know we're, we're the most happy we go home the most happy when we've got some silverware in the front of the van when we're travelling home so it's definitely one of the motivations. Um, so going like actually just going back maybe a year or so, you know, when when coronavirus hit hit the UK and we all got put into lockdown, how did it affect Supermoto and then how did it affect your training and stuff? Because um, you know, like for road race anyway, you'd have been probably much the same as us. Like we were we lost like the majority of a season in twenty twenty, I think I only done three race meetings or four race meetings. Um so it was like a less than half a season that we would usually do uh yeah that's right yeah so i think yeah i think our first british meeting was the kind of end of july actually so yeah it's quite late going back into it i think there was a, a track day you know a few weeks before and kind of everyone was going to that and um i don't even i don't even think we really got to trail until maybe june i think yeah it was a bit kind of iffy and yeah, it, it didn't, you know, it, it didn't really feel quite right because everyone was very, like, you know, everyone was quite panicky about, you know, not, you know, being at your area and all that and the district thing. And obviously, 
us being from Glasgow and all that, it's kind of obviously you're, you're quite far out, going to, even just even just going to trail, never mind going down south. Um, so yeah, it was quite it was really difficult actually to to do any kind of training. We'd be obviously do the BMX and the mountain bike stuff, so we're kind of just doing that. Um, it's, it's kind of bike time. It's certainly not any kind of more bike bike time, but um, yeah, we're doing that. And then it wasn't until yeah the end of July, and I think we managed to cram in. I think we managed to cram in five or six rounds. I think we actually had a round in December, on the fifth of December, in Wigan, and it was freezing. Oh, I it was absolutely Baltic. It was like it was just as soon as you got there, it was two degrees. It was freezing. We we, we just stayed in a hotel. Um, the real weekend was wet. Um, and there was also a, a tire shortage of wets. Um, at that at that time of the year, because obviously no one usually buys tires in December day, so um, we we only had the one set of wet tires to do this for the full weekend, <laughs> which was uh yeah, was something to talk about. <laughs> but it was still good though. Yeah, it was still, it was still a good season anyway. Um, I still got to do Cadwell Park and stuff like that. I always enjoy going down there and uh, doing the mountain and riding flat out basically around the full track in fifth year. Um, so yeah, it was still yeah, it was still a good season. Still a good season. And um, there was a, I think we had a um three hour enduro race as well. That's normally the last round of the Scottish Supermoto was a three hour enduro. Um, and yeah, that was that was great as well. Actually, that was really good. Um, so yeah, since then it was it was pretty much a short winter, um, because obviously the last race is the fifth of December, and then you're straight back out in March. So it wasn't that horrible long wait where you're dying to get out your bike basically when it's so pissing it down outside. So um, yes, yeah, it was a good it was a good, it was a good year. So even though it was growing about stuff like that, it was still good. You still get loads in at the end of the year. So no, much better this year anyway. Much better. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, like you know, looking looking back then, I mean, you're. We'll, we'll plug your Instagram and stuff at the very very end but the, you know like, look if you follow if anybody follows you on Instagram they'll know like um, you know you're a, a proper proper into your cycling aren't you like proper into BMX um, especially BMX you know you're always at the what's the, the park called again sorry I'm terrible for, for remembering things the park you usually go to is in Glasgow isn't it uh, the big indoor one yeah uh, yeah yeah it's unit 23 yeah unit 23 skate park in Dumbarton yeah um, yeah, so basically, obviously last year and stuff like that was shut, a lot of it's been shut. Um, and then, you know, you're always kind of outside mainly in the summer and stuff. But yeah, through the barn, there's another one as well, just in Glasgow City Centre now called the Loden Bay as well. That's the kind of local one. It's literally just five minutes from the house. That's really great. Um, but yeah, just been doing been doing loads of that basically. Yeah, so it's, a bit, it's, been, it's been a bit sore now when you fall. Getting a bit older and all that, he's broken bones. But um, yeah, still, still doing it, still doing it. Um, once, once or twice a week at least. Anyway, yeah, we've got the mountain bike. We've been doing a bit more mountain biking and stuff. It's kind of a bit better for the cardio as well because you know, at the BMX, you kind of just get a little short burst. Yeah, eating eating crap food and stuff. Whereas you know, you're out in the mountain bike, you get out for a good a good period of time and stuff like that. So yeah, it's great. No, hundred percent. And you know, like anybody who watches, like. I, I can do anywhere close to the things that you do on a, on a, a BMX, sorry. So, like, yeah, I think you're talking it down a wee bit with folk, folk watch your Instagram and especially, the, like, the, what they call the reels and stuff you post on Instagram. It's like, you you know what I mean? You almost look, like, professional. <laughs> you look like you do. You're pretty good at it anyway. Yeah, well, you used to, obviously, that long break I had out of uh, the, the motorbike racing um, basically was professional at 14, was riding for... Um, a big team and a shop and stuff like that and you know we had three bikes and stuff like that so 
Yeah, basically it was. Um, and still to this day, basically gets support from uh, a shop and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still good. Still great. Keeping it going. 100%. No, I think like at the end of it, if people, when we plug Instagram and stuff at the end, definitely I would advise people to go and follow you because it's uh, it's pretty cool to watch. I, I enjoy flicking through your, your stories and that as well. Um, so yeah that's it tell me much to stock Vince yeah on you go <laughs> um, so what advice would you have for someone coming into the sport whether it be you know any of the disciplines that you've tried um, you know like what would be the the kind of advice that you would give them on how to start where to you know where to go things like that um, advice would probably be just to maybe just do football or something that's probably a bit easier but <laughs> Um, nah, any advice basically it obviously depends on what discipline are you talking about supermoto or are you talking about bikes general or any of them I mean like you, you can stick to stick to supermoto because that's probably what you'll know more now um, you know like I, I'm, ah. I'm, right in, I'm right in saying that um, the Scottish the Scottish supermoto kind of the whole Scottish supermoto scene is getting bigger and bigger and bigger the past few years isn't it it's been getting a lot of good things happening within it yeah, that's it. Yeah, yes. I think before it was kind of, kind of word of mouth. You know, they didn't really have a big social media presence. To be honest, especially when I kind of came into it, um, I actually run their Instagram page for them, um, and uh, since Anne Savage and stuff like that, um, have been uh, been doing it, taking it over. Same with uh, Jim Cunningham as well. Uh, they obviously get the kids classes and stuff like that, and there's like loads of stuff you see it all the time on Facebook. Anytime you're on Facebook. You know, it's Jim posting about the kids and events and tra- also you guys have been training. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's loads of stuff. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so just to drop a message to any of the guys at Scottish Supermoto on Facebook or Instagram, you could be speaking to myself. Um, more than more than happy to kind of help you get into the sport and what you kind of need to know um, and basically just kind of pop along. So, I did a friend with Paddock as well. Like, even, you know, starting off, kind of, you don't know where you're going. Like, you know, Anyone at the kind of top level, they're, they're dead welcoming. They'll show you how to do, um, well, sorry, they'll show you anything you need to do, um, bike wise, kit wise, sharing stuff. I mean, it's dead friendly. I mean, I've seen like, you know, someone who's seen someone who's come into the sport, the bike's not working, and he's seen like, the British champion just saw here, you can use my bike. You know, it's just mega, mega relaxed that way. Um, so, yeah, just gonna drop the guys' message, any questions, um, and yeah, you, there's loads of help there if you need it. Yeah, hundred percent. And and is the club that you would go to, like, if obviously to get your SCU license to join a club, is the club the Scottish Supermoto Club? Is that who you would get in contact with? Uh, yeah, basically that that is the case this year. Yeah, um, you would just basically join um, the Scottish Supermoto, and you would get your SCU license form, um, and then you fill that out, and then it's just a case of joining the Scottish Supermoto um, club itself, and that basically just allows you to get your your annual membership, and that's you on the track basically for a year. Um, to, to ride, yeah, super cheap. Yeah, 100%. Then for anybody who's wanting to get in, into road racing, you contact either the Knockhill Motorsports Club or the Melbourne Motor Club, which is uh, obviously Fife, and then the Melbourne Motor Club's in Haddington in Edinburgh. Um, and then they'll get you in touch with the, the SECU to put your licence form and stuff like that. But if you, anybody's got any questions about any of the disciplines, the one person that you would phone would probably be Stella in the office, in the SECU office. So the number's on the website if anybody wants to get in touch about that. Um, but moving further on with the interview, so we've got just the kind of last quick fire questions to go now. Um, so we'll answer these as long or as short-handed as you like. Um, the 
first one would be who is your biggest inspiration in the sport who inspires you the most to, to do what you do or who did to get you started or whatever you like uh, I think growing up it had to be Valentino Rossi I would, I would imagine yeah um, massive Rossi fan you know had all the t-shirts and hats and just growing up and you know I think everyone's just a massive Rossi fan aren't they really Anybody who says they're not, I always think that they're lying. Like, I, I just can't believe that, so, you know, that anybody wouldn't be a fan of them. Um, but no, 100% yeah, I have, to, have to agree. They're just slowly trying to let go of the fact that they are. I think that's what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one is, what is your favourite course or track that you've been on? Like, well, This can be across any of the disciplines that you've raced in. Um, so, you know, it doesn't even need to be in, just in, obviously in Scotland. Whatever you've been, what's been your favourite one? Uh, I think favourite track would probably have to be Mete, so the kind of world championship round in Belgium. Um, it's kind of like racing at the TT, like the first corner is that roundabout at the petrol station and you've got the fans hanging over like this tiny wee barrier and you're just like, how is this legal? I don't know. <laughs> um, that's definitely got to be my, my favourite track. Decent, decent. Do you know the one thing that um that I always I'm always waiting for when I'm speaking to road racers and stuff like that is that um one of my favourite tracks growing up and still to this day was Raceland on the mini motos. I absolutely love going to Raceland. Like you know we've I've raced on circuits like Donington, Brands Hatch, Thruck, um, not Thruxton. That's where this would be SB as this weekend. Um, you know places like uh, Snetterton, all places like that, like really cool tracks raced in Cartagena in Spain like being tested out there and one of my favourite tracks is still Raceland which is no longer there obviously like you say it's absolutely um, devastating when, when we first heard about that um, yeah so, yeah Raceland was brilliant yeah it was in, indoors and outdoors wasn't it yeah I mean we only ever done the outdoor one racing many motos but we definitely have been on the cars yeah. a few times inside um, so yeah. no that's, that's it's uh, something that I'm always waiting on coming up someone poking in a wee mo uh, mini moto track um, so next one can you tell us an inter interesting fact about yourself that nobody would know probably that I'm recently just qualified as a motorcycle mechanic actually um, even though I have a small business doing uh, removals and stuff um, I've actually been studying part time uh, and just recently qualified but you definitely wouldn't get me doing your tyre pressures anyway I just like know that but <laughs> yeah that's an interesting fact that no one's going to know because I've only just qualified yeah yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, make, it will make things a wee bit easier as well when you're doing things because you'll understand it a bit more. Like when I'm doing stuff, I just know that that's what I have to do, but I don't really know why because it's just what I've done the whole, you know what I mean, the whole time racing all the way up through. So um, no, definitely having an understanding of things would definitely make things a bit easier for yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was the whole point, basically. It was just to kind of, you know, expand the knowledge. Been to do. Most people do their own spanner and stuff like that anyway and supermoto and stuff, but um, yeah, it was just great to kind of do a do a kind of part time course and over the space of three years, you know, I didn't really feel like you were at college at all, you know, because kind of working full time as well. So, yeah, it's great. Hundred percent. Um. So the next one is, what is one word that you would say describes you best? Oh, I've got to give it PG, don't I? I'll just I'll just say cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. The very last one, which is we kind of spoke about it all the way through. Um. Do you have any other hobbies other than than racing bikes? Just the just the BMX and the mountain bike stuff, really. Yeah, just you know, pretty busy doing that, really. Um, yeah. So BMX and mountain bike. <laughs> and you know, it's like um, it's one thing that a lot of people a lot of people do. And actually, you know, the more I've been been speaking to you, it's been quite, it's been like going through my head that, like you say, like you've got people like Rory. Rory was during the winter time, especially Rory was always up at Kale on his super motorbike. Um, and you've got people like 
uh, Christian Eden, who was British Supermoto champion at one point in his career, you know, a few years ago, and he's now right at the very, very top of the British Superbike Championship. Like it's, it's yeah. such a, a versatile sport, um, and that you can chop and change, you know, within the disciplines. And uh, a lot of people are such keen cyclers. That's one of the most, like, um, frequent hobbies that you hear of of bike racers is that they are keen cyclists, whether it be mountain bikers or road cycling. Road cycling seems to be the one just now, doesn't it? But like you say, that's mostly for the mostly for the cardio. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I do have a road bike as well in the shed somewhere, but um, yeah, I tend to just kind of do the other kind of mountain biking stuff. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? You know, I find it quite boring just being out, you know, knocking your pan in, basically just cycling, you know, through the fence still, but. Uh, yeah, just the big stuff. Yeah, you see, you do, you see a lot of these guys, don't you? You know, um, Rory and stuff like that, and um, Eden as well. Um, you get anything else you want to add in? That's I was gonna finish with the questions, but you know, like with, if if there's anything else you want to add in, then just fire away. Um, I'd just like to to thank all my sponsors, really. Um, <laughs> no, uh, just yeah, yeah, basically, um. Dave Clark Racing, yeah, so that's who we're racing for, and that's who Christian Eden used to race for as well, so that basically means that I've got a chance of winning the BSB title, because, you know, I do mountain biking, and I, I race super the same as Eden, so yeah, it's a great, I've obviously got a good chance. 100%, 100%, no, that must be the um, combination. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Um, no, just a, a kind of shout out to, to uh, just everyone that kind of helps out, basically, with, uh, with the team and stuff, Dave Clark, um, my dad, Andrew Robertson, and stuff like that as well. All the guys up at Fort William, at Glen Spin, um, the electrical company as well, and uh, yeah, just everyone else that kind of takes part in the sport. Yeah, big big shout out. Hundred percent. And at this point, we'll plug the Instagram and everything as well. Do you want to give a shout out to your Instagram and any Facebook pages or anything like that that you've got that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so my Instagram is uh, Chris Catman. So Catman with a K. Uh, Eastwood. Um and my racing on Facebook is just uh, Chris Eastwood Racing. Ideal, that's perfect. No, it's um, it's been really really nice speaking to you, and I think that you've given a really really good like idea of how how many different things you can do all within the one sport. Because um, you know, like even when you speak about training on motocross, um, you know, it's a it's such a a versatile thing that if you, if you can learn to go one bike, you can generally go a lot of them. Maybe not as well as, but you can go the other ones. But you can generally go all of them so no it's, it's been really really good mm. talking to you yeah it's been good to talk to you as well mate yeah hopefully I can catch up with you soon anyway yeah absolutely um, and for anybody who's listening obviously go and follow Chris um, and we'll see you in the next episode